This is SEO Snippets episode 13 for April the 9th, 2020. Today we're going to bring bringing you a great little article called 1000 True Fans, Try 100. It's by Li Jin uh, over at the blog on, let me pull that up for you, Anderson Horowitz. Um, I'm going to be honest, I'm not quite sure what they do. I believe it's some point of marketing uh, company, but I tell you what, this has been a great article to read out. I really, really enjoyed the thought process behind it. Um, before I jump into the article, though, just a quick apology uh, and and uh, <laughs> sta- restatement, I guess. Uh, Li Jin, I didn't do the digging into this uh, before I started the post, or, or I was led astray by a picture somewhere nearby the post somewhere else on the website and have actually misgendered you as a uh, a man in my recording rather than a woman. So apologies for that. Uh, it wasn't intentional. Uh, Lijin is actually a woman who's working there. I, I encourage you to check out her article uh, that I'm about to read for you and uh, check her out on Twitter also. Into the article. This article is 1,000 True Fans, Try 100 by Li Jin. I hope I have said that right. Um, as a Australian, um, we have close ties to, to many people in Asia, but I cannot uh, <laughs> I cannot pretend to, to know if I'm pronouncing uh, some uh, names correctly. So I apologize uh, for anyone who has a similar name or, or or maybe the man himself if he's listening. <laughs> but let's jump in. So, 1,000 true fans, try 100. So, it says here that uh, more than a decade ago, Kevin Kelly wrote an essay called 1,000 True Fans, predicting that the internet would allow large swathes of people to make a living off their creations, whether an artist, musician, author, or entrepreneur. Rather than pursuing widespread celebrity, He argued creators only needed to engage a modest base of true fans, those who will buy anything you produce to the tune of $100 per fan per year, which would lead to a total income of $100,000 per year for the artist or musician or author or entrepreneur. So if you haven't heard of this, that's it in a nutshell, right? Personally, I know I've heard this somewhere, but I could... I can tell you I've never read I've never read that essay. I've just heard this in an extra marketing jargon, people throwing this out. It's sort of like uh, you know, there's those couple of guys in marketing I think that come around every five years or so, and they're the flavor. And maybe at that time, Kevin Kelly, he was the flavor. Uh, not to not to take away from this, because uh, I don't think he's particularly wrong. Um, but uh, I, I've never seen that essay. I, I, I can tell you now, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard of Kelly and Kelly before them telling me now that he's, he's written the essay. So it may be worth checking out. Uh, moving on, it says here that the global adoption of social platforms like Facebook and YouTube, the mainstreaming of the influencer model, and the rise of new creator tools has shifted the threshold for success. I believe that creators need to amass only 100 true fans, not 1,000, paying them $1,000 a year, not 100. So, look, we'll get further into this soon, and we'll get further into how this differentiates the the theory of 1,000 true fans to 100 true fans. 
if you're like me at the beginning of this article, when I read that, I thought like, ah, oh, this just sounds like a cheap switcheroo to, to sort of gain a bit of, um, I don't know, publicity maybe, or to try and sound, you know, like this is a deeper thought, but it's probably just a, a switcheroo, make it look fresh, pop it out there and try and get a name for yourself. On reading the rest of the article, I would say that it's worth sitting in and listening to because there are some very solid, valid points here. Uh, and if you're like me, you've never heard of Lee before now, um, I think I'll be reading more of his, his stuff after this because uh, I think he, he, he's, he's got some good thoughts, he's on a good track. So he provides a bit of a, a demonstration here or a couple of examples to why this might be. Uh, a couple of statistics. So first of all, this Patreon, this is the average initial pledge amount on Patreon has increased 22% over the past two years. Um, the online platform Podia, the number of creators earning more than $1,000 in a month is growing 20% each month. And also in 2019, nearly 500 teachable courses, course creators, sorry, made more than $100,000. So there's some sort of closely related stats that indicate potentially that the amount that people are willing to pay to creators to create content in a niche, to create niche content, sorry, that they particularly enjoy is rising, right? And the, the amount of money that can be gained from doing that as a creator is rising. And, and he mentions it here in his article, uh, linking to another one that he's written also called The Passion Economy, and he calls it The Passion Economy. Uh, now that basically is people who take their passions and monetize it. So you're doing the thing that you love and you're monetizing it, you're doing it for a small group of people and, and, and making a living out of it. So that's your YouTube creators and your gamers and all those types of people right now. But there is room for others, right? There's room for more people. Now, to some degree, depending on the industry that you're in or what you do, I would say that's just called a small business, right? It's a small solo business, but it's a business. I would say the further it gets to being artistic, the closer you get to being in part of the passion economy from what I understand. Otherwise, if you're, a, if you're making $100,000 a year, you're doing taxes, you've got a small business. You're not in the passion economy, in my opinion, even if doing taxes is your passion. I think this is more artistic in nature. But I digress. It says, now 100 true fans and 1,000 true fans aren't mutually exclusive, and the revenue benchmark of $1,000 per fan per year isn't intended to be an exact prescription. He says, Instead, this thinking provides a framework for the future of the passion economy. Creators can segment their audiences and offer tailored products and services at varying price points. And that's the key, I think, here between a thousand and a hundred. A thousand, you can provide, you can just provide some products, right? You get a, you get a following, then you provide products. That's your Instagram models do it all the time. All these ones that provide lipstick and stuff now. Uh, at least that's what I've heard is a trend uh, in the last six months or so. It's, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's a for everyone thing. And Lee says here that these are, it's a bit different than a thousand. He says, here's how it works. A creator can cultivate a large free audience on horizontal social platforms or through an email list. Then convert some of those users to patrons and subscribers. The creator can then leverage some more of those patrons or subscribers 
um, to higher value purchases such as extra content, exclusive access or direct interaction with the creator. So it's not a new concept in general I think uh, as far as you know leveraging your your most avid fans within an audience that you do have uh, or, or most avid customers to 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 higher levels right you know uh, this is sort of even reminiscent I guess of of almost like MLM 101 you know um, you've got your success packages and then you've got your that's only just just for the the duration of this uh, day for of this conference it's only $999 but then you can buy the $1500 one or the whatever one and the true VIPs come into the next one right so it's something that obviously works because there's a lot of shady MLMs that do that there's a lot of legitimate businesses too but MLMs I guess is in my head are the, the more famous for it so you can leverage upwards I think the the difference here is that you're doing this with the specific intent of having a hundred uh, really small true fans and you're doing it within a passion economy model rather than a you know uh, I'm just gonna say an MLM I can't think of anything else I'm sorry <laughs> but basically you know you're getting a pyramid model and you've got your large free audience at the bottom you've got your donors and patrons in the middle and then you've got your subscribers and high-value purchases at the top so I would say that maybe you have a let's say you had an audience of a, a 10,000 you had donors and paying patrons of a thousand and then you had subscribers and high value purchases of of let's say maybe a hundred uh given that you know that's what we're talking about and then you've got your hundred true fans model you've got those hundred people who really want uh to be at the highest tier now what does that mean right so that means as far as uh, lee is concerned is that you need to have a recipe for creating that $1,000 value, right? So you've got to earn that $1,000. You can't just get $1,000 per person for just pumping out the same stuff that anybody who has their 1,000 fan model does, right? You're looking at a smaller, uh, more intense group of people. You're looking at serving their needs very uh, directly and you're making sure that they get value for that because you're not going to get people saying nice things about you or, you know, renewing that subscription if... Uh, if you can't do that. So he says the rep the recipe then is to go niche and to tap into users desires for results. Practically, what does that look like? It means providing differentiated content, community, accountability and access. So those are the four points that he puts out. Number 1 is premium content and community with no close substitutes. So that means that you're you're willing to get these uh, Put this premium content together uh, which other people can't replicate so he says under under this he says people are willing to pay high prices for exclusive differentiated content and access to a network of like-minded individuals in late 2019 two financial advisors turned podcasters launched a private paid community called advisor growth community the online hub charges financial financial advisors $2,000 per year to collaborate with colleagues and learn how to grow their practices. It says it currently has nearly 100 members in its ranks. So, so you can see how $2,000, nearly 100 members, they're already killing it, right? They're already making it past that, that, that benchmark if they're at 100. Let's assume they're at 100 now. 
uh, you know, that's what you need to do. You've, they've put together this group of like-minded people, close people, probably all their 100 true fans, right? Uh, all their 100 true fans who are trying to get together and scramble to the top, be the best advisors they can be. Uh, and they said, look, we're gonna, we're gonna facil- help facilitate that, that learning about peers, peers, not just in your industry, but peers who think like you, who push the edge like you're trying to do. And there are many, many examples, I think, of this showing up all across uh, the business world in the last couple of years. Number two, point two is deliver tangible value and results. Uh, The US podcasting industry is still modestly monetized through advertising, he says, but the flourishing ecosystem of paid meditation and audio wellness apps like Headspace, Calm and uh, Aptive, all of which charge subscribers directly, indicate that users are willing to pay for content that tangibly affects their well-being. So number one, you've got get that premium content and community together with no close substitute. So make sure it's the best, get the premium content there. Number two is make sure you're delivering tangible value and results. So, So mentioning these apps, obviously these apps help you meditate and calm down. Very tangible thing that you can feel. Calm from anxiety, right? in the course of maybe these these advisors and he hasn't mentioned this here i would say that they're looking at that and saying well how has the strategies and the things that we've been talking about in this community helped to improve my business and my overall uh, service to my customers very tangible things to get a hold of and i think you might even notice too that uh, some of these examples aren't exactly passion economy stuff right being an advisor you know pretty pretty well-established business model. It's not an artistic scenario, at least in a traditional sense. Uh, Number three is accountability. So the more a student pays up front, the more invested he or she is in achieving the desired outcome. Higher price creators don't only offer more or better content, they also motivate and incentivize students to get what they paid for. Uh, Now, he mentions that a good way to show you this is uh, that... um, Tiago Forte's teachable class on digital note-taking productivity includes eight expert interviews, 16 note templates, six advanced tutorials, and access to a members-only blog. He shares his numbers publicly, uh, reinforcing the perception of accountability. So you can see there, not only does he add a lot of extra content, great uh, you know, uh, tutorials and templates and things, so these are things that are tangible, Right, there's a community there based around a blog and a members only for members only. Um, but there's also him sharing his numbers. So him using what he teaches and showing you the accountability that goes behind that. I did this to get this result and you can see my numbers and the work I put in by looking at this page if you are part of my 100 true fans. Cool, makes sense, right? Moving on, he says the last one is access recognition and status. And I think this one is the most interesting one as far as time goes, because right now, I would say that there's an obsession with scale, 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 scale. And this is sort of the opposite of that to some degree. This is showing you how to get access, get your 100 true fans uh, paying you that extra money, but it's also saying that there's there's room here to slow down and to connect with those people. Uh, So he says, the highest price, Offering is a $500 per month or $6,000 per year tier. 
Uh, that's for a Discord community, which grants users personal coaching sessions with the podcast host via video chat every three months. The top tier offers a level of exclusivity and access that matches the price, 100 times more expensive than the base tier. So uh, this is talking about um, a comedy podcast. This might get weird. It's got five month tier, a fifteen month, t- uh, five dollar per month tier, a fifteen dollar per month tier, uh, sixty nine dollar per month tier. And then the highest one that we we just looked at is the $500 per month tier. So uh, I would say then, you know, this is them helping people to, 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 to I mean, speaking to these people and, and entertaining these people uh, and coaching them to be potentially more funny. Um, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit non-clear in this, but I think you get the point, right? This probably works really well, I would say, and a good, better example of this is further down the page for twitch streamers and you think about gamers and stuff uh, you can offer a high high tier of a thousand dollars per month or, or whatever or five hundred dollars per month or whatever t- to play alongside people who want to learn how to play fortnite better or league of legends or or whatever games in fashion personally i don't play either of those games but i know that they have large very avid communities of people who play them religiously who want to be better who want to go into this semi-pro or pro type of scenario where they're learning uh, how to how to play this game better than their friends or their peers. They're trying to level up and being able to pay that extra money for that coaching from someone who they see as an authority, as pro, as semi-pro even. Someone who basically can teach them something. Uh, it's of huge amounts of value for people with those ambitions. Uh, so. Uh, Leo says there's also big growing businesses in China such as Bixin, Taobao and Haizu Esports I think in which people pay creators to play video games with it. So there you go, That's <laughs> I found it. Some of these users are earning tens of thousands of dollars per month as paid game companions. So right, they're pa- some of these guys are earning $10,000 a month or more just to play video games with people who want to be as good as them or maybe just maybe they just want to talk to their idol and play video games with them because I mean I'm sure many of you uh, have experienced this before when you watch a TV show or listen to a podcast or something you don't know but you sort of feel like you know the people that you're listening to and this could just be that just a bit of company with somebody you admire uh, what a great way for, for, pe- for your audience to get in touch with you and to enjoy their time with you but also for you to monetize your time in a way that uh, makes sense uh, so, from a thousand to one hundred fewer truer fans, the creator economy is in the midst of a decisive shift from bigger is better, ad-driven revenue model to one of niche communities and direct user to creator payment. He says the key to monetizing at one thousand dollars per fan per year is tailored offerings priced at tiered levels. For founders and operators, that means building products that align monetization with the end user value i'm going to end it off with the last passage he got he's got here which i think is super important to remember the 100 true fans concept isn't for everyone nor is 1000 true fans creators that have larger more diffuse audiences with weaker allegiance or engagement are likely better off monetizing through sponsorships or branded products so this isn't the fix-all to business issues this isn't the fix-all to uh, if you're a creator of some description it is a model that you may want to consider that says for many that path will be more lucrative that's the path of create monetizing through sponsorships or or branded products 
That path may be more lucrative and require less heavy lifting than designing the sort of high value personalized program 100 true fans demand. And just an end note on that actually, there's a lot of work that goes into that, right? And if you're gonna go down that model, that route, just even just try creating your branded stuff first would be my opinion. Try creating something that serves most of your community first and getting that to work before you try and serve your most avid fans because your most avid fans are going to be, you know, they're gonna be the most critical of you if it goes wrong, right? People with a passing notion of who you are who haven't bought in just yet, they might go around and come back and go around and come back and you produce something they don't particularly like and they might buzz off for three months or four months and come back. But the people who really, really admire you and look up to you and have bought into the things that you are or that you do, it's really important to nail that for them. So make sure you go into that carefully, aware of the amount of work and aware of the standards that they would uh, expect because you don't wanna let down the people who support you the most. Anyway, on that note, solemn note though it is, uh, that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed. If you did enjoy, please find me on Twitter at PatrickHerbertZero. Uh, please let me know what you thought of the episode. Let me know if you want me to cover something specific. Share this with someone, a creator, a rising podcaster, a YouTuber, somebody that you would like to, to know uh, about this information, somebody who you think might benefit from this. This is what this podcast is all about. It's all about sharing. It's all about trying to get information out there in a way that I hope is engaging for you and that is also educational. It saves you a lot of reading, right? Uh, we don't always have the time, but it's easy to listen while you're, you're doing something else. Thank you for listening as always, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye.